All right, next up, another Crush Cast. This is with Tim McGuire, good buddy of mine. I've known him for 25 years. I admire his family life. I admire his approach to life. I admire him as a business person. So super thrilled to bring him on and have everybody get to know him a little bit better. Tim, can you take me back to when you broke into the business? I understand it was 1990. Can you give us a glimpse of what that was like? Sure. I was a banker a couple years out of college, and uh, my fiance, now wife, got a job offer with JCPenney at their corporate headquarters in Dallas, Texas. And I was looking for more, and I, I wanted something where uh, my pay would be based not on how well my company was doing, my team was doing, or where she had, what he, somebody thought I was worth. I, I wanted to be paid for what I was worth. And I really want, loved helping people. And so I, I was a trailing spouse and I met Chris Noonan and Chris hired me at an extensive uh, interview process. He met me on Friday and I think I started on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> it's been an amazing 30 years now. So. Well, going back to when you broke in, was it an immediate home run success or were there some trials and tribulations? <laughs> there were quite a few trials. Uh, you know, I, I uh, didn't have a market. I didn't have any experience. Uh, and, you know, and, and frankly, uh, didn't have the confidence uh, to do it. But, you know, fortunately, I, I had Chris who believed in me when I had my doubts. And since uh, all my friends were back in Philly, I got to just, uh, I just worked hard. And I worked really hard. And I was able to build relationships with people. And I learned the power of referrals. And I went from doing all cold calling to getting referrals. And that's really how I kind of broke out and, you know, was real fortunate, was, uh, you know, one of the, uh, I was a rookie of the year and one of the top DSF. And, and uh, it was a fun journey. And I had some great learning experiences early on. And you did it twice because that was in Texas. And so now you work your way into Philly. What was that like? Yeah, it was crazy. I, I, I ran across a case that was way over my head uh, down in Dallas, and it was a, uh, a client of mine who worked for Bain Capital. He was Mitt Romney's uh, partner, and I didn't know who Mitt Romney was, but he said, you guys do non-qualified deferred compensation plans. And I, 25 years old, I didn't know what that was, uh, let alone how to do it. So I went back and talked to Chris and Chris is like, look, that's really big. You got to go to a, you really got to go to a, uh, back to this group called Carbarth in Philadelphia. And I said, in Philadelphia, that's where I grew up. And they said, yeah, he, they're like the New York Yankees of the financial service business. And I said, wow, the, the Yankees are in my hometown. I'm down here. I, maybe I could play with the Yankees. So I got to, I got to work with Brian Sharkey and George Carr on this case. And although we didn't get it, uh, I really wanted to be with Carbarth, so I moved back in, in the mid-90s. It was terrific. The people, tools, and resources I had really helped me, uh, but it was hard to get restarted again, for sure. Starting over was, and leaving all my clients in Texas was not, uh, that was pretty difficult. These were tenacity plays, both breaking in in Texas and breaking in in Philly. That was tenacity and resilience and commitment. Would you agree? Well, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I think the harder you work, the luckier you get. <laughs> yep. And, uh, you know, when, when things got tough, I just kind of rolled my sleeves up. And, and you know, I, I really – I had some great 
mentors and role models along the way that helped me in my career and, and certainly breaking uh, back into the business in Philly. And George Carr, Bob Barth, my partner for 16 years, Dave Carr, you know, all these people had a big impact along with Chris Noonan in the early days and still today. We, he's a great friend and, and a role model uh, uh, for me. So It's a team game, and we all had great coaches, and you just listed some amazing Mount Rushmore names and figures that had an impact on you. Now, this is being taped on August 20th, 2020, and we are now 23 weeks into a COVID world. So I want to fast forward. You've now had a main stage presentation at the LAMP meeting. Uh, I saw it live, standing ovation, incredibly moving. And what you talked about was adapt, adjust, and move on. Can you address what that means to you? And fairly quickly, your story, how you personally were forced to adapt and adjust and move on. Sure. So really, it became uh, my motto in life uh, 17 years ago. I was 37 years old. My wife and I had our first, our fourth child, a boy after three girls. And it was an exciting time in our life. But uh, in addition to being, you know, busy as a professional, as well uh, as a father and husband, I, I was also an avid athlete. And what I started to realize when I was skiing or playing tennis was that I wasn't able to do what I normally could do, maybe that cut in the snow or or getting to that tennis ball. And uh, after visiting with a number of doctors, I was uh, went to Johns Hopkins and was diagnosed uh, with a rare genetic neurological disease uh, called adrenal leukodystrophy. And the only context I had really to that disease was my cousin, Jimmy, who suffered severely from it, uh, eventually being in, paralyzed in a wheelchair and, and needing a feeding tube. And he died before the age of 20. So I, I asked my doctor, you know, what, what's my trajectory? And he said, you know, basically over time, I'm going to lose my mobility and balance. And I'd be in a wheelchair likely by the age of 50. Uh, so I, I had a decision to make at that time. I could give in to the disease and really focus on my limitations and what I couldn't do or focuses on the blessings I have in my life and capabilities and not let this disease define me. And I chose the latter. And and the outcome has really been, Jim, it's made me more resilient. I've become a better leader, I think a better husband, a better father. And what came out of that was my motto, which is adapt, adjust, and move on. And so when life deals a challenge and you are faced with what most would view to be a limitation, you acknowledge it, you adjust, and what you're saying is rather than finding limitation, actually, there's an opportunity for it to expand your capability and to expand your gratitude. Yep. Would, would that be a summation of it? It is. It really, you know, we all face obstacles in life, uh, whether it be a loss of a loved one or challenges with COVID that we're having right now or disability in my case. And I think really, you know, I learned from this uh, Melissa Stockwell, who was an army veteran. She lost her leg in Afghanistan and she became a two-time Paralympian. And she said something powerful to me. And that is the beauty of life is that when obstacles come our way, we really have the power to choose. 
We could choose to grow from it, which in turn really adds depth to who we are. And, you know, my belief is that what we've just gone through in the last 22, uh, three weeks has been an enormous challenge, unprecedented. And, and I think many people have found that they, and maybe they'll look back on that challenge and say, you know what, I really grew as a result of the difficulties that I faced during that time. And, uh, you know, uh, I think I've grown as a leader for sure during this period of time. Are there any suggestions, whether it's mindset or actual routine that you've adopted, whether it was during this COVID stretch or before, that you would suggest to others that can help you get your mindset right, get your day right, and get your productivity right? Jim, you've been a big part of helping me along the way as, as a role model and, and uh, a great friend and coach. And I think that's part of it is surrounding yourself with the right people. I make it a point. I have a, a great uh, group around me that are positive, that are, that are uplifting, that can lift me when I, when I need a lift. And you've been that person to me. And I've watched you go through your own challenges with uh, how you battled cancer. And it was remarkable. But, you know, my routine is, is the same every day. I, you know, I get up at five. I do a little Bible reading. I read for 30 minutes. I have a gratitude. I bookend my days morning with three things I'm grateful for. And at night in a journal that you gave me, actually a five-year journal. And I write down all the things I'm grateful for. And that gratitude really gets me in the right place. I meditate. And, you know, thanks to you, I used to work out four days a week, but for the last, I don't know, 10 years since you challenged me, it's seven days a week. I never miss a workout. And that really gets my head on straight. And then I plan my day and, uh, and, and it starts, it starts me, gets me in the right place. It's the right routine. Uh, I feel very grateful going into the day. There was a lot there. So some of that is colleagues and associating with others that give you energy and lift you. And then part of that was schedule and routine and gratitude exercises and fitness. If you were talking to somebody that was struggling and they're like, look, I just got to get it together. If you were going to recommend one to start with, what would it be? What would be the first one? I'd say gratitude. Uh, you know, taking the time to really get your mind in the right place. And it might start with meditation and gratitude together. Yep. Uh, that would probably be my first. The second would definitely be working out. There we go. And maybe you can do both at the same time. All right, when you think about you act on, what you act on, you become. So you would start with gratitude exercises. And the fact is we all have so much to be grateful for. All right, so two closeout questions. Today, 29, or depending on how you count pre-contract, 30 years into the business, what drives you? Well, you know, I look at my why every day, which is, you know, really my life's purpose is to make a difference in the lives of others. Uh, and I do that by, by bringing positive energy to everything I do and everyone I bring in that energy, everyone I interact with. And so what, what I really strive to do is, is, is be the best husband, uh, the best father and leader and, and along the way, help others achieve a much bigger future. So that's what drives me, is making a difference in the lives of others. That is powerful. And as you look at our industry, if you look at our company, and you look at the impact our advisors have on clients, 
what are you most excited about today? What gets me most excited is empowering the next generation of leaders. You know, this business has been good, so good to both of us and many people in our, you know, you watch the Masters Institute and it's just incredible, the quality of people. And the, 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 this career has allowed them to do so much and have such an impact. So I really want to, what gets me most excited is, is helping the next generation, the younger uh, associates become leaders or successful advisors and just create a bigger future for themselves. And I think that's fun. They bring talents like technology, digital capabilities that are far beyond anything we could do uh, right now. Those capabilities can really help us as an organization deliver a better experience for our clients. Brighter future, a better opportunity, a bigger impact. Uh, Tim, thank you for your time today. You are an unbreakably positive person, the most optimistic person I know. Tim McGuire, thanks so much. Hope you enjoyed that, everybody, and have a great day today. Thanks, Jim.